0: I'm Kate Daniels. We look at long weekends, the holidays, as a time to generally have fun, celebrate, eat, take it easy. This morning's guest, I hope, will give us some food for thought. Eric Metaxas is a New York Times bestselling author, a historian, philosopher, a cultural commentator. If You Can Keep It, The Forgotten Promise of American Liberty came out last year and is now available in paperback, easier to carry around, Here is food for thought. Here's likely education for many of us, important information about our life, how we came to live in our democracy. Seems like a great weekend to contemplate this, so let's meet Eric Metaxas to learn more. Hi, Eric. Good morning. Thank you so greatly for this opportunity.
1: Well, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me.
0: You know, I feel that there are just so many important things that uh, are present in terms of having this conversation with you th- this morning. Not the least of is the fact that we have an opportunity to get an education about something that seems to have fallen by the wayside. Something is so critical that our very life and future depends
1: upon it. Uh, unfortunately, that's exactly correct. <laughs> Everything depends on it. It really uh, it's important. It is very important, and I'm just grateful for the opportunity.
0: And the timing, uh, of course, I guess, couldn't be any better, sadly, but here it is. We have this opportunity to underscore it even more so, to uh, provide us our education and keep it uh, current within us. Your book from uh, just a year ago uh, is available now on paperback, yes. so
1: with a brand new cover with an American flag and a penguin. Actually the penguin it's a penguin book as an author, you know, it's pretty cool when your book comes out in paperback, but when it comes out as a penguin paperback, you think I've hit the big time. Uh, a beautiful penguin paperback with an orange spine. I you know, I feel like uh I am I'm, I'm in a in 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 a great league to be among the penguin paperback uh <laughs> writers. Any any writer will appreciate what what I'm talking about, but they've redesigned the cover. It's beautiful and the ideas in it as you said, are very, very important. I don't want to sound self-important. It's not about me. In fact, the reason I wrote the book was because I was shocked that I didn't understand these things. And when I finally did understand them, I said, I've got to tell the world I've got to blast the trumpet from the ramparts and tell my fellow Americans, this is up to us. America goes away unless we take it seriously, unless we understand how it works. And that's what's in the book
0: and that is the thing there's somewhere in our mentality that we think uh, well this is just something that exists it's our right but yes we have a right however each of us has a this responsibility to participate and to really make sure that we hold this liberty this freedom uh, that has been granted us as this very precious gem
1: well you' you're you're taking the words out of my mouth that Oops. that's what kind of stunned me was that i I realized that I myself had not been taught this growing up you know I, w- I was in school in the 70s I did not get this in uh, in grade school it, they sort of stopped teaching uh Patriotism and American heroes and all that stuff, something happened, and in the culture, we kind of bought into this negative narrative. Now it doesn't mean that there's not truth in that, but when you get stuck on that, then you're teaching half the truth and I think that if you don't celebrate who you are as a culture and don't celebrate the good things then you're you're culturally sick. There's something sick about a people that say, uh, you know I'm not proud to be this or I'm not proud to be that. we've got to celebrate what is good and the more I read the more I thought, I've not learned the stories of people who gave their lives for liberty. Uh, In a way, a cynicism has crept in so that we don't celebrate that anymore. That's too corny. We don't celebrate patriotism. And I thought, this is not good. This is really unhealthy. And the more I read, the more I thought, not only was I not taught this growing up, but I was not – I was not getting this in the media and then when I went to college you're actively taught against this. You have this kind of negative narrative about America. And again, it's not that there's not some truth in that, but when you get stuck on that, it's really dark. I think that you need to tell young people especially especially who are the heroes that you can emulate instead of saying, "Oh, we're all screwed up. Uh we're not all screwed up. There have been people that have done wonderful things. They might not have been perfect. But they have done some things that we can emulate. We need to tell those stories. In my book, If You Can Keep It, I tell the story, uh, two stories about George Washington that are so astounding. I was really ashamed when I realized that I had never known the sacrifices that he made. I mean, it's astounding. It's no wonder that people revered him for so long. But as I say, growing up, I really wasn't taught, oh, grow up to be like George Washington, or here's what he did. I missed it. And I think that the young people today in particular, if you miss this, you're missing something absolutely vital, something deeply inspiring uh, about this country. And I think that we need to know the title of the book is If You Can Keep It. And the reason I picked If You Can Keep It is because Benjamin Franklin use the phrase, if you can keep it, when he came out of the Constitutional Convention. Uh, and it's a very telling statement. He he was asked, uh, what have you given us, Dr. Franklin, a monarchy or a republic? A woman asked him because they really were wondering, what do you do there in Independence Hall in Philadelphia this summer? It's been a secret. We know things have been going so well for the early government, for the early American uh, colonies We've been struggling. Uh, What did you do in that building? What have you come up with? Well, he knew they'd come up with the Constitution, which was a republic. And so when she says, have you given us a monarchy or a republic, he said, a republic, madam, if you can keep it. And if you can keep it as a charge to this woman and to the rest of the Americans uh, since her, that if we do not understand how this works, if we do not take this – seriously, if we don't understand what is America, what is this privilege we have of self-government and liberty uh, that we ought to cherish uh, and, and, and take care of, if we don't understand those things, it doesn't work. It doesn't work unless we keep it. And so Franklin said that. I can think, I mean, I can imagine that when he said, if you can keep it, there, it was a bittersweet statement because he thought, I don't know whether you will keep it. I I can't see into the future. He would be dead in three years. He died in in 1790. He had no idea whether it would last for 10 years or 20 years or 200 years. He had no idea. And I think, I suspect, that uh, he was concerned that if the people do not continue to teach these things to their kids and celebrate these things that the Founders all understood it just goes away by itself. It doesn't perpetuate itself. We, the people, have to perpetuate it. We have to teach every generation what it means to be an American, why it's a privilege and a wonderful thing that we want to share with the whole world, why people like my parents came to this country. Why would they come here? They came here because they saw something that didn't exist in the countries where they grew up. They said, we want opportunity. We want our kids to have something. And I really think that if we do not understand it and appreciate it, we cease to keep it. And I think that's kind of what has happened in the last 40 or so years. And so this book, my book, If You Can Keep It, is, is, is a trumpet blast from the ramparts to say, everybody, we've got to wake up. We've got to understand that what we have is fragile. If we don't take care of it, it goes away. It is going away. We need to wake up uh, and, and, and play our part. And uh, there's no substitute.
0: And that's where the book, if you can keep it, the forgotten promise of American liberty really comes into play because you really go, I'm going to say you dissect it, you really look at the individual words, you help us to really get a very basic understanding of some of the simple principles, but they're huge.
1: Oh, it's huge. And listen, I'll say this. Uh, authors never should say this, but I don't care. It's a really fun book to read. I wrote it because I wanted everyone to be inspired, and I didn't want it to be a tough read. I, I, first of all, most of it is I'm telling stories, and the stories are amazing stories. I, when I discovered them, I thought, this this cannot fail to be inspiring. You you read about the story of Nathan Hale. You read the story about Paul Revere. You you read the stories of George Whitfield and Squanto, and you think – these are great stories. Every kid in America, every adult in America needs to know these stories. These stories tell all kinds of things that when you when you understand the story, you, you you're inspired on a whole bunch of levels. And I think that history should be fun. It should be engaging. And so you know, a lot of people have said to me, that they really enjoyed the book, that they read it easily, and I thought, well, then I've succeeded, because I don't want it to be a ponderous read. Uh, This isn't castor oil. This is like ice cream. This is supposed to be a delight, because what we have in this country is delightful, but we just haven't been teaching it uh, in schools, and I really think that when you read it, you can't help but be inspired to want to be a part of this great experiment in ordered liberty, which we call the United States of America
0: and i can see i can feel that kids exposed to to this uh, at all ages are going to be really engaged and really would find school to be fun and that they truly are learning something that has great value
1: well i mean look this is uh, i want to be clear too this is not a left or right issue this is for every american this is but, you know, part of what I say is that we need patriotism because we need to agree on what we agree on. We can disagree on plenty of things, but we need together as Americans to understand what the founders gave us so that we, we are all in that together. Uh, it's not a political battle. This is about the heart and soul of what the founders, by the grace of God, were able to create uniquely, that this had not existed in history before. It's an amazing thing. And when you start realizing how amazing it is, you're kind of humbled and awed, and you think, I never appreciated this. I kind of always assumed that this was like normal. It's not normal. It's shocking that these founders were able to create a government uh, at a time in history where nothing like it had existed forever. And you know, I'm speaking as a Greek. My dad came from Greece. He'd always taught me to be proud of my Greek heritage, but the Greek version of democracy was a drop in the bucket compared to what we're talking about. What we have in this country is is many levels uh, of order greater than what the ancient Greeks had when they talked about democracy. They had this, you know, little city-states and that it only lasted for a few years. We have had something that has lasted for millions of human beings uh, for over two centuries. It is a big, beautiful thing. And I really do think most of us at this point take it for granted. We should be excited about it. And we, once you get excited about it, you can't help but want to act on it. Uh, Richard Dreyfus, the actor, was on my radio program. I have a, People can look me up online. Just go to ericmetaxas.com. But I've got a radio program, a daily radio program. And I... I interviewed Richard Dreyfus. He's politically liberal, but he's doing the same thing. He has a, a a huge effort to teach civics in the schools, to teach the Constitution, because he understands this is a not not a left or right thing. This is an American thing. We've got to teach this stuff. And so I wrote my book because I, I, I understood that we've not been teaching it. We need to get busy. this is this is so important. And again, I think it's inspiring and it's fun. That's the irony. You think it's going to be like you know a dose of medicine, but it's not. You 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 think this is why haven't I been told how wonderful this is and how rare this is and why do I get to be a part of it? Why aren't I in, in a part of the world where I couldn't even dream of getting that? No, I'm here, and I can be a part of it and I can perpetuate it. And by the way, I can share it with the rest of the world. If you care about Mexico and China and the rest of the world, you need to care about America because this is the fountain from which all of these other countries uh, have the possibility of freedom, where we've been able to share these ideas with the world. But we've got to keep it here first. Again, that's why the title is If You Can Keep It, because Franklin understood that th- this is not a small thing. This is not an easy thing. It doesn't happen by itself. We, the people, have to have to get excited about it.
0: And it, uh, that was one of the things that I found to be just so eye-opening, is to really appreciate how unique this is, and and fragile, but so unique that, and it's lasted as long as it has, but it cannot, this is so important, it cannot just go on on its own with us being indifferent or being self-centered. That's a really critical part of it as well.
1: Well, it's kind of funny too, because, you know, when um, we, we have the president talks about America first, and I thought to myself, the problem with that phrase is it implies America, you know, only. And I think that to be generous, I would say that the reason you have to care about America is because at the heart of America is the idea that we care about the rest of the world. The reason that America is special is that we're that country that says we're a nation of nations. My mother can come from Germany and my father can come from Greece. And when they buy into the ideas in this book, the ideas of America, they could become as American as George Washington. It's not about your ethnicity. It's not about the color of your skin. It's not—it's about these ideas that everyone can become part of this noble experiment. That's, to me, unique in, in, in world history. We've never had a country. France is not based on an idea. It's based on people who are French. You know, it's a culture. This country was based on an idea. And so anybody who buys into this idea can be an American, can spread these ideas. And so it's a funny thing when you start thinking, you know, if we really are the nation that exists for the whole world, if that's our idea is to be a nation of nations, it's not about us. It's it's kind of like somebody saying, take care of your health, not for you, but so you can take care of the people around you. You know, uh, that to me is why we have to care about America, because we have been uniquely given this opportunity to shine this beacon of liberty i the the cover of the book not the paperback the paperback has the, has a flag on it but the the, the, the hard cover has a picture of the statue of liberty and i thought that's when i realized one day after 911 that i had not been taking my country seriously or loving my country i saw the statue of liberty and this beacon held out to the world and i thought what a beautiful idea a country that really wants to spread liberty around the globe not force it. You can't force it. It's free, but it's so beautiful. And I thought, I've not been taught to appreciate this. I've taught to be a little skeptical of patriotism, and I, and I think there's a mistake. We're 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 doing a disservice to the next generation, and we've got to remind ourselves of this privilege that we've been given to live in a country that is genuinely free, where we have a voice. Don't be cynical. Uh, understand that you do have a voice, and when people say, oh, what does my vote matter? That's a lie. Your vote vote and your voice matters. People around you uh, are affected by what you say. If we don't all do something, if we all have that attitude, the whole thing goes downhill quickly, and I really think we've been on a bad trajectory over the last 40 or so years. We need to get excited about the gift of what we have. Freedom is not normal. It's a rare thing in the world. We have to take care of it. We have to appreciate it. So I literally wrote the book to put to put in the book all the stuff that I think is necessary to understand it, uh, to inspire people on their own to want to know more.
0: And. Again, because it is so filled with stories that draw us in, that inspire us, that's what's so critical here. We can really find ways that we connect with these individuals and find ways that we will be active because that's the thing. You describe it as... um, as being muscles that we cannot go into other countries and determine they'll be free and they're going to just, you know, be who we are. It it takes a certain kind of mindset and practice and right. we need to that use was, yes, that. That's
1: what that's where I criticize George Bush. I mean, I'm pretty much conservative. But the point is that, I, that what happened is we didn't understand when you go to a place like Iraq or Afghanistan, you can't just say, OK, we're getting rid of your your uh, your dictator or even in libya we're just gonna get rid of your dictator and you're going to suddenly sprout tricorn hats and muskets and you're going to be just like george washington and and you're going to celebrate freedom that's not normal you have to learn how to do it you you it doesn't just happen if you've had a tradition of decades and decades of oppression uh... you're never going to be able to govern yourself unless people teach you how and that takes time and i really think that in this country we've had the privilege of that but we're forgetting it. So we need to remind ourselves. If we don't know it ourselves, we can't possibly teach others how to do it. And by the way, why, why shouldn't they be able to do it? There's no reason people around the world shouldn't be able to do this. But for us to expect it to happen overnight is just foolishness. I mean, you know, uh, new dictators will emerge, uh, new tribal leaders will emerge, new political leaders who do not care about anything except themselves will emerge unless we teach the people to govern themselves. And if we ourselves don't know it in America, well, you know, we, we better get busy. So that's literally why I wrote the book with this provocative title, If You Can Keep It, because it's a it's a charge, you know, it's, it's a charge to people. Can you keep it? Will you keep it? That's what Franklin said, and we need to be reminded of it.
0: And in doing this, we are thinking of the greater good. I think that's something that has somewhat gotten lost is so often people are thinking, well, what's in it for me? Really, what's in it is is our our future. But really, we need to be thinking about what is going to persist beyond ourselves for future generations. Well, I
1: mean, look, that's exactly right. We do. We do that when we talk about the environment. Right. We don't say what's in it for me. We say it's the right thing to do. Uh, caring about the poor is the right thing to do. You say, what's in it for me? Well, what's in it for you is you get to do the right thing. And if you believe in God or don't believe in God, doing the right thing is doing the right thing. It's caring about other people. Who's going to – I mean, unless you're deeply cynical, you know that being virtuous, doing the right thing, caring about other generations, it, it is a privilege to understand what is the right thing, to do the right thing, and I think we've, we've not really taught this idea of virtue, and I think that when it comes to the political process, there's all kinds of stuff you can get involved in, and I, I just feel that, uh, you know, that concept of virtue, um, or, or, you know, many times we've denigrated faith. Uh, we say, like, oh, the separation of church and state. Well, the founders... This is the great irony. The founders said the separation of church and state is to protect the churches from the state, not to protect the state from the churches. They said the churches have to be free. We cannot force people how to believe. We have to leave them totally free, and we have to actually encourage faith. Uh, We can't pick faith. We can't tell people how to believe, but we have to encourage the basic idea because faith encourages Virtue And virtue is what makes self-government possible. People do the right thing, not because they're forced, but because they say, I want to do it from the bottom of my heart. I want to do the right thing. I don't need a government to force me. Uh, I don't need a dictator to force me. I am free to do the right thing. I mean, it's an amazing concept in world history. And so, you know, for me, it's a privilege. Uh, to share it but you know there an there's an urgency i i mean i hope people will read the book obviously i hope people will buy the book but i really hope that people will spread the ideas in the book because these are de- ideas that um... they're so special and so beautiful uh, it's not like anything else. I mean, we've really been given something that is a treasure, and if you don't understand the value of the treasure, um, that's a, that's a pity. And what we have in America is a treasure, and we need to we need to understand it. We need to teach it, and as Benjamin Franklin said, we need to keep it because if we don't keep it. It goes away. And so I feel like uh, unless we don't care uh, what happens, we we need to take this seriously. So I mean, it is why I wrote the book. I'm glad it's in paperback because obviously it's cheaper. more people can read it on the beach. But the ideas in it are they're ideas for everybody, and i I you know, again, I think of it as a privilege that I get to to share these ideas, but they're they are important. these this is not just you know something interesting. This is something at the heart of of uh of how we live and how we will live in the future
0: and the timing couldn't be more appropriate the, t- the time is always right now but you know as we are looking towards uh independence day july the fourth all these celebrations which perhaps only are parties but this is a perfect time to really grapple with what does it mean and why am i really celebrating
1: well, it's funny. I actually talk about that specifically in the book. In fact, in the book, I write about Flag Day. Flag Day was something that I celebrated in fifth grade. Our teacher took us out, and it was it's June 14th. And I don't think I've ever heard anything about Flag Day since, but it was so beautiful, this teacher teaching us uh, to celebrate the flag, to celebrate America, it was so beautiful. And Fourth of July, what are we celebrating? Hot dogs and firecrackers? No, we're eating hot dogs and blowing off firecrackers specifically to celebrate liberty, the Constitution, the Declaration. So it really is important that we understand the meaning of these holidays and that we celebrate the holidays, um, understanding why we have these holidays. So you're right, Flag Day. Uh, I write a specific thing in the book about Flag Day. But it's just something that I I hope everybody gets excited about it. I mean, it's something worth getting excited about. I'm not just saying that. This is actually something that uh, every American should be excited. You know, when you've got something of great value, you need to know the value. You need to understand what you've got. And we've got something that's that's amazing. It's unique in world history.
0: Yes. And to think about how valuable it is, you take the time to explain to us when we were talking about virtue and faith— it's called the golden triangle triangles are very stable we need to understand how that stability is integral to our very existence here
1: yes yeah the golden triangle of freedom uh i i i got the idea from a friend of mine oz guinness he he was writing about it and speaking about it i do this thing called socrates in the city here in manhattan and i heard him talk about this and i thought how have i missed this I've never heard this before. And and the, the basic golden triangle of freedom, there's a chapter in the book, but it's, it's the idea that freedom requires virtue, virtue requires faith, and faith in turn requires freedom. Now I thought, what is that? I've never heard that before. And then he starts to explain it, and I began to understand that, yeah, free, freedom means we have to be virtuous, that we cannot govern ourselves unless we put – self-interest aside and say, I will do the right thing. That's virtue. We've got to inculcate virtue so that people understand that self-government means I don't have to be forced to do the right thing. I will do it out of virtue. I mean it's 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 at the heart of everything the founders talked about, every one of the founders, and then they talked about the importance of faith, that that that, that helps virtue. It doesn't mean everybody has to be a person of faith, but it's a it's part of the mix and we need to celebrate virtue and teach virtue. And then faith has to be free because if it's if your faith is forced, it's it's no kind of faith. It's just so they they had this idea of religious liberty, saying that everyone is free to believe, to not believe, to believe how they want to believe, and it, it just blew my mind. I thought this is one of the most great ideas in the world history. All of the founders understood it. We have forgotten it. So I I, I wrote a chapter about it uh, in the book, and I hope every American gets if they get nothing else out of the book, they get that concept of the golden triangle of freedom because it is at the very heart of who we are. And
0: from there, we'll be inspired and want to know and learn all the rest of it. And so you mentioned, Eric, that you have your own radio show. Let's uh, r- mention that again on your website because people, I, I hope, will want to really be engaged and keep learning more.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, my website is just my name. It's com. Uh, that's my main website, ericmetaxas.com, or uh, my specific radio website is com. But you can get to com from ericmetaxas.com. and if you just Google Eric Metaxas, you'll find all this stuff. Uh, I'm I'm very easy to find on the internet. But I do a daily two-hour Radio program. I uh, talked to all kinds of wonderful guests. As I said, I had Richard Dreyfus on just the other day uh, talking about uh, his project with Teaching Civics. And uh, I have just had tons and tons of different kinds of people on, on usually talking about uh, exciting ideas, which is a lot of fun for me. And uh, so I, I hope people will go. Uh, And, you know, sign up for my weekly uh, email if they go to ericmetaxas.com. I send out an email that gives you the list of who I had on the radio, and you can just uh, click on it, and it'll take you right to the podcast. So in case you miss it, you know, on the actual radio, most of my friends listen that way these days. But, uh, yeah, I'm just so grateful for the opportunity. Thank you.
0: This has been my opportunity to really learn more and to be able to share it. That's the way we do it. You know, we just pass it along. So uh, we continue to learn. It's important, I think, that we each have this book, and it's in paperback, so it's really simple uh, to carry around with us if you can keep it really critical to each and every single one of us so that we can continue to grow this great nation.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Well, Eric, I thank you. Thank you for the incredible work that you do and, of course, uh, for spending time with us this morning.
1: Uh, i really just so glad that I could do it. Thank you for having me.